Ben Zindler, Eyewitness News. World Championship Wrestling, bringing you great wrestling action, sanctioned by the NWA. So what's going on with the podcast? Are we video podcast now? Well, yes and no. We've decided to move away from being only NXT and create different episodes for some miniseries. We'll still pop out some NXT reviews along the way. Unstoppable is already done, and we're just taking a break from on the editing. We wanted to venture out into stuff that we appreciated a bit more. We're not making any money off of these, 
and thought we'd do some stuff that we just watch more often. And to be honest, up until a month ago, with the release of NWA Power, we watched Stardom more than any other promotion. So we're going to release episodes in line with Stardom and the NWA for now. The NWA reviews will still be audio only. The Stardom episodes are going to be video for a couple of reasons. Since I'm the one that does all the editing of the episodes, I've decided to make it a video podcast because I really enjoy watching these matches. Also, we hope that if we ever get more than the current five followers we have, what's going on guys, we could help get Stardom more viewership on the other side of the pond. With the introduction of the series, there are now two wrestling video podcasts, making us a solid number two. That's why I guarantee that on my show tonight, you will not see any offensive Irish stereotypes exploited for cheap and easy laughs. Isn't that right? Angry, drunken leprechaun with his head stuck in a potato. So before we begin, let's get you up to speed on where we're at. Stardom, founded in January of 2011, was headed up by recently retired Joshi female wrestler Fuka and Rosie Ogawa. Now, I apologize in advance for some of these pronunciations. I'm really trying. But we've affectionately dubbed him Japanese Jack Tunney. The initial roster was small, but of note, Mayu Iwatani was one of the originals in the rookie class for the event. We'll get to more on her shortly. For the first few years, Stardom was working on finding its footing within the Joshi world. The first four years have been referred to as chapters, until an incident took place that nearly took out Stardom as a promotion. We won't be going into the incident, other than to say it was very horrific and should never be done again, and we hope to never see anything like it in wrestling again. If you could say that anything good came of it, it would be that after the incident took place in 2015, Stardom started taking the precautionary step of having a medical crew on site at each event moving forward. A move that some would say saved the career of Stardom's icon, Mayu, on September 24, 2017 in a match with Tony Storm. So you're probably wondering how a couple of guys that aren't from Japan found out about Stardom. Holy shit, shit, shit. Man, holy shit, what the hell is that? In early 2018, I actually took a break from my travels and spent the day with the mat to watch some wrestling. WWE, not NXT, just the main fed, got on our nerves so much that we took a break and started watching YouTube clips. And we ran across a series called Moves That Make You Go Holy Shit by a user named BDWJ1989 and saw a couple of clips that highlighted the insane moves of some female wrestlers. We didn't know who they were, but we were on a mission to find out. And after doing a metric shit ton of research, we found out it was stardom and our fandom was born. The main roster of stardom are referred to as players and the wrestling matches are called contest. 
highlighted by the stardom roster are the following. Mayu Iwatani, born in 1993 and billed at 5'4 and 116 pounds, her finishing move is the best dragon suplex in the business. She is the leader of the Star Stable and ultimate babyface. She's been the longest active member of stardom. Kegitsu, born in 1992 and billed at 5'2 and 125 pounds, her finishing move is the Odeo Coaster and she is the current leader of Odeotai and the top heel of the roster. Hana, born in 1997 and billed at 5'4 and 127 pounds. Her finishing move is the Missile Kick. She is the leader of the Tokyo Cyber Squad, a heel group built around chaos. Momo Watanabe, born in 2000 and billed at 5'1 and 121 pounds. Her finishing move is the Peach Sunrise. She is a member of the Queen's Quest, a heel group determined to win all the belts. Woo. Orissa, born in 1995 and billed at 5'5 and 114 pounds. Her finishing move is the Brazilian kick or stutter kick. She is referred to as the shining star and tags with Mayu. Hazuki, sometimes shortened to HZK, she was born in 1997 and billed at 5'1 and 114 pounds. Her finishing move is the Hazuki straw and is a member of Odeota. Utami, the rising talent of stardom is a member of Queen's Quest and billed at 5'5 and 143 pounds. Her finishing move is the Torture Rack Bomb. Jungle Kiona. The Jungle Rebel recently had her stable of Jungle Assault Nation disbanded and she joined the Tokyo Cyber Squad. She is 5'1 and 136 pounds. Her finishing move is the Hammer Throw Power Bomb. Starlight Kid. From the fabled parts unknown, she is a full-time master wrestler of the stars. She is 4'11 and 99 pounds. Her finishing move is the Spinning Frog Splash. Andreas Miyagi, a recent member to the Stardom's main roster in Odeo Time. Her gimmick is messing with Old Ref. She is 5'4 and 143 pounds. Her finishing move is the Hurricane Driver. As we begin our trek through Stardom, we'll introduce the other players and catch everyone up on where the storylines are. But for now, let's get into some of the history around the franchise of Stardom, Mayu.
ずこうリングに上がるときはタイトルマッチのときはこう必ず手を合わせて怪我しないさせない絶対に大丈夫自分なら大丈夫眉ならいけるよしって言ってからリングに入りますこれも初公開です<笑>初めて人に言った赤コーナー1 6 2ンチ5 0キロ赤瀬の二冠チャンピオンスターダムのアイコンストーリー。By chance, she just happened to watch a Dragon Gate event and realized that she wanted to become a professional wrestler. During this time, Fuka was starting to organize a recruiting effort for what was to become stardom. Through different forms of contact and communication, Mayu made it known that she wanted to be a part of this. Fuka put her in touch with Japanese Jack Tunney, and everything started to move forward. Without even telling her family, Mayu packed a few things and just left. Her trip to Tokyo was not only the longest trip she had ever taken by herself, but was also the first time that she had left the house in three years. Ogawa housed Mayu during her initial run out of his own expense, and Fuka began to train her. Mayu made her debut for stardom at the first stardom event on January 23, 2011, and started the greatest wrestling gimmick of all time, a losing streak that would go until July 27, 2014. Where she captured the Wonder of Stardom Championship for her first win and title. Over time, Ogawa knew he had lightning in a bottle with Mayu and began to place her as the top babyface of the promotion. Over the course of her run to the present, she has been the Wonder of Stardom Champion, also known as the Red Belt, two times, and the Artist of Stardom Champion, also known as the White Belt, five times, with numerous tag team and triple tag team championships as well. Even with the recent announcement of stardom being purchased by Bushiroad, the parent company of New Japan, Mayu is still the promotion's top drawing babyface. As a side note, the fans are aware of Mayu's partial history, and they have a lot of compassion for her. There are times where she is unable to go to an event, be it injury or whatever the case may be, and the fans don't get bent over it. Instead, they actually apologize on her behalf. But behind every great babyface is always a challenger to claim the fame, and by any means necessary.
In April of 2016, Kagetsu made her debut in stardom and joined the Odeotai group, a group that used to be called Kimura Monster Gun until 2014. After the incident, Kagetsu found herself as the group's leader. The group has had various members over the years, but of note are Chris Wolf and Viper being former members. Since Kagetsu has been in stardom, she has been in a constant feud with Mayu, being her exact polar opposite. The two have mutual respect for each other, but Kagetsu is always causing havoc for Mayu in some form or fashion. Mayu has had to call in some backup from time to time, and this is the reason that the Stars group is constantly at odds with Odeotai. Kagetsu seems to be the perfect fit for Odeotai. She is a devious heel and pushes her evil tactics onto the other members, making them even dirtier wrestlers. The first singles match between Kagetsu and Mayu took place on June 5, 2016, where Mayu failed to capture the high-speed championship. Of the 67 different matches they have had in different combinations, the two have only had six singles matches against each other, each being for high stakes. Stardom seems to be well aware that doing the same thing over and over again will wear out the audience. As opposed to WWE, where John Cena and Randy Orton have faced off so many times, you need an abacus to calculate it. During her time in stardom, Kegitsu is a two-time Artist of Stardom champion, two-time Goddess of Stardom champion, and one-time World of Stardom champion. Over the course of our stardom review, we'll run into faction-produced shows, a week of shows where each day is produced by a different group. On May 5, 2018, Queen's Quest was responsible for one of these shows. Per their production demands, the wrestlers had to take part in a costume battle royal, and Mayu came out dressed as Kegetsu to mock her wrestling style. So the feud continues to this day, and Stardom seems to be content to let it be a slow burn to please the fans. Stardom also has some annual tournaments. The first of two singles tournaments is the Cinderella Tournament that was last contested on April 30th, 2018. It is a one-day single elimination tournament that crowned Momo as the winner after feeding Bree Priestley. Yes, the same one. The winner gets a lovely blue dress and is granted a wish. And for her winning wish, she challenged her faction leader, Io Shirari, for a shot at her Wonder of Stardom title. Dissension! The second singles tournament is the Five Star Grand Prix. It is a multi-day round-robin tournament broken up into two blocks, Red Stars and Blue Stars. This is done because there is no bracket and the leaders are decided by points. A win gets you two points, a draw is one, and a loss is zero. Stardom will put out a match card on their social media pages and have some available at live events. Using these cards, Fans can know what matches will happen in advance for the tournament, barring any last-minute card changes. The 2018 Five Star Grand Prix went from August to September 24, 2018, with Mayu having 9 points, getting the win over Utami having 10 points. So just to kind of give you an idea of what goes on in before, after a show uh, for stardom, we'll go over a couple of key points. During the matches themselves, most matches are done by a three count or a submission. There are rope breaks to break up the pin or a submission. The difference in stardom is, is that you actually have to be holding on to the rope. So there's none of this WWE, I'm barely touching the rope with the tip of my toe thing. 
instead of a standard 10 count for DQs outside the ring, in stardom it's a 20 count. Now, I'm not sure if that's in Japan in general, but I know it's a thing in stardom. The 20 count, however, can go as fast as it needs to or as slow as it needs to. This is depending on kind of the flow of traffic in the match. If it calls for it, then they'll be out there for a little bit. There is a five count for rope breaks and general misbehavior inside the ring. And some matches actually have an over-the-top elimination. And it's kind of reminiscent of the old Bill Watts days in WCW and Mid-South. But they're not really common in most of the matches here, except like maybe in the Cinderella tournament. Some tag team matches actually have lucha rules, so there's no tag necessary. In general, the ref will allow some freedom for double tags or double teams to be in the ring. Weapon use is prohibited. Although it's not an automatic DQ, the ref will usually do his best to stop it and let the match continue. So, if you kind of want to use the word kayfabe here, the refs know where to be and when to be, and I'll just leave it at that. Disqualifications are possible, but they're very rare. Uh, The ref will allow the action to continue as long as he can, and a wrestler has to be extremely out of control to earn a DQ. There are some other things that make stardom unique. Uh, For instance, it's not uncommon to see a very young, like school-aged girl be in the ring for stardom. Stardom is very open to having young wrestlers compete, and you'll never see them kind of be outside their element. However, it is very safe to say that if you see a wrestler that's young and in the ring for a stardom show, it's not during school hours, as stardom will not let wrestling interfere with the studies at school. Ticket prices vary on the venue that stardom is performing in, whether it be a day show or a night show, and also on typical wrestling things like type of seating. However, it should be noted that they do have student prices, and ladies get a discount as well. The average ticket price right now is around $30. One thing that sticks out about the promotion is that there's a code of conduct for the audience as well. Cheers and yells are actually welcome during the match, but WWE-style chants and hurtful comments will get you banned from coming back ever again. You are allowed to take photos, but no videos. Also, if the wrestlers find themselves outside the ring and your seat finds itself in the new zip code, well, that's it on the pictures because you have no more seat to sit in to take pictures from. Lastly, the wrestlers have merch stands after the shows. Same rules basically apply outside around the merch stands as they do inside. So if you're acting an ass outside at the merch stand like you were inside the show, you're not coming back to another one. Before we get into the first actual review of a stardom show, we need to kind of set the stage on who the current champions are and what the different belts mean. We'll start with the Goddess of Stardom Championship. This is a traditional tag team championship that prior to our current point, last changed hands on September 30th, 2018. The team of Jungle Assault Nation, consisting of Jungle Kiona and Natsuko, defeated Mayu and Saki. This marks the second time that Jungle Kiona has won the tag belts. The Artist of Stardom Championship is a triple tag team championship that also changed hands on 30 September 2018. After the group of the stars, consisting of Mayu, Saki, and Tam, defeated Jungle Assault Nation, Jungle Kiona, Kaori, and Natasuko. The High Speed Championship is a singles title focused on high-speed and high-flying wrestling and should not be confused with the low-speed championship currently held by Neo after being given the prestigious belt by Hazuki. The current champion is Mary Apache, and she defeated Shanna on 13 August 2017. 
The SWA Stardom World Alliance Championship is a unique title where the challenger to the title cannot be from the same country as the champion. For example, if the current SWA champion is from the United States, a wrestler from New York cannot challenge for this title. But a wrestler from Texas can because Texas. The Stardom World Alliance is an agreement between Stardom, British Empire Wrestling, WWS Mexico, Revolution Championship Wrestling in Spain, and ABC Catch of France. Also, one of the before-mentioned wrestling organization's presidents must be in attendance for the title to be contested. The current champion is Viper from Scotland, where she defeated Tony Storm from New Zealand on March 28, 2018. On occasion, the Pro Wrestling Eve International Championship will find its way into a stardom show. The current champion is Viper, who won the title on October 13, 2018, at an event in England. The future of stardom championship is a title for the up-and-comer of stardom, usually a rookie. To be eligible to compete for the title, a wrestler must be 20 years old or younger, or have less than two years of experience. The current champion is Starlight Kid who became the inaugural champion by winning a tournament on March 28, 2018. The Wonder of Wrestling Championship, often referred to as the White Belt, can be thought of as the equivalent of the old WWF Intercontinental title, except the White Belt wasn't won in a tournament in Rio de Janeiro. The current champion is Momo, who won the championship on May 23, 2018 after defeating Io Shirari. The top championship in stardom is the World of Stardom Championship, or the Red Belt. It is currently held by Kegitsu after she defeated Tony Storm on June 9, 2018. So as you can see, there's a lot going on in stardom and the quality is really great. It's a different kind of production, but with the recent merger and talks of a better TV deal, we may see a production more familiar to the American wrestling audience in the near future. Some of the stats may throw you off at first, such as the average height of a wrestler being around 5'2", but it's honestly not that noticeable on camera. I think the stardom team does a really great job of matchmaking in the ring to not make their stars look too big or small. The players give every bit of effort they can dig up to entertain the audience, and for that alone, I'm really grateful. Everything looks snug, and there are times when I really wonder if one of the wrestlers is nearly dead. I can't really express how much I look forward to the new episodes dropping on their website. I hope that by the end of the year, I can actually do a podcast from over there after having attended one of the shows in person. If you need any more convincing on why you should follow along with us and hopefully follow Stardom directly, take it from Dave Meltzer himself, who referred to Mayu as one of the top wrestlers in the world. He names three altogether, and the other two were Io and Kerry Hojo, now Kerry Sane, who were both at Stardom at the time before they made it to WWE. And for all of Dave Meltzer's faults, and we'll touch on one of them later on in one of our other episodes, he actually got this one right. For now, that kind of wraps up our short introduction of stardom. It should give you an idea on where we're starting at in their timeline and what to expect. We would like everyone that watches and listens to this podcast to head on over to their website at www.stardom-world.com for us English speakers and www.r-stardom.com if you think you can navigate through the Japanese. If you can, l let us know. We're on the Twitter at Face for Wrestling, as always. And Stardom is at at we underscore r underscore stardom for English and at WWR underscore stardom for Japanese. 
You can watch and listen to all of our episodes on our Face for Wrestling YouTube channel or take us with you on the go with our podcast on SoundCloud or Apple iTunes. Our next Stardom episode will cover the November 3rd and 4th shows that took place at Shin Kiba First Ring in Tokyo and Hakata Starlines at Fukuoka where the Goddesses of Stardom tournament wrapped up. That's it for me, Waldo. And on the next episode, Matt will be back with us. He's currently out right now dealing with a minor case of death.